Holly G with the Golf Insiders with the man with the most knowledge on this tournament that I can think of. Uh, really special that he would spend a few moments with us today. Gary Smits from the Florida Times Union. Is it still a union? Yes. Gary? And we are a union uh, paper. paper, yes, yes. Well, you are. Power to the people. You, you, we were discussing <laughs> before we started the, the recording here that uh, you are, you're a legend. You're, you're. A, I mean, I don't even know if I should say a dying breed because I don't even know that that breeds around anymore. Yeah, I don't know about but legendary. I just somehow I'll find a way to hang around. That's you're, all. you're a longtime newspaper guy, uh, sports columnist, uh, golf writer extraordinaire, award-winning golf writer who has covered. The Players' Championship for how many years? This will be my uh, 37th as a credentialed reporter for three papers and my 27th in a row as the Times Union's golf writer. Well, the players, as the PJ Tour likes to position it, is the fifth major. They don't really like to use fifth major. The, 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 the marketing, if you watch the commercials, and the, the attitude is... We don't want to be like four other golf tournaments. We just want to be the best we can throw out there, and we think that we are a, a, a unique and stand out on our own. Uh, but it's interesting, the young players are starting to talk a little bit more about this in a little bit more reverential tones. Uh, Kyle Morikawa could not have been more eloquent about how he feels about this tournament than he was the other day if the tour had actually paid him. And I don't think they they do that. He's a pretty bright guy. But Colin talked about when he won the PGA at Harding Park, and there were no fans, and not as much media as usual. You still got a sense you're walking on eggshells because it was a major and it was a big week. He said the Players Championship is getting like that, and he says when you see guys even practicing and they're working on a shot or they're working on a putt, they know they're going to have, and they step back and they take this deep breath. He said, you know, it's something. And then they gave me an interesting stat this week. Some years, mostly we come out here on a Monday, and maybe 25 players or so. It's just not. It's getting to be like the Masters now, where you go on Monday at the Masters, everybody's out there practicing. They had 111 players registered and on the property on Monday, which is astounding number. And I think it's... And, and Colin Morkow indicated that more guys are getting here at an earlier time, and that's how seriously they're taking this tournament. Well, um, speaking of somebody who's taken it seriously, JT, uh, that would be Justin Thomas, mm -hmm. looking to defend his championship. Big win for Justin. Loves this golf course. It's never been done, Gary. What do you think? Is JT somebody who could get it done? And I'll tell you why he could, because he was playing – reasonably well coming into this tournament last year but he had a little emotional baggage his grandfather had died in january and then they had the unfortunate incident in, 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 at kapalua where he called himself a homophobic slur uh, some of these guys they, usually they're smart enough to do it under their breath or in their head but he missed a putt and you blank and you know it was picked up by microphones a couple of sponsors dropped him over that you know, the least likely day. guy you'd think exactly. to do this. Because he's, he's I mean, Mr. Squeaky Clean. Yes, Come on. And he is. He's a good young man. He's a good guy. And and he had some top 10s and some top 20s coming into this tournament and everything. And then he was kind of under the radar all week. 
and then he stepped in when Lee Westwood and Bryson DeChambeau kind of collapsed early on the front nine. Uh, but Justin's playing better in this run-up. Now, he hasn't won since the players, but he's having better performances, better finishes leading up. He doesn't have the emotional baggage. He just picked up a new sponsor in Grace and Clothing. Uh, and, and he said yesterday that he is in a much better frame of mind uh, in the days leading up to this tournament than he was last year. So I think that's something he said for that. Uh, and, you know, there's a reason why it's hard to defend this tournament, why it's never been done. First of all, it's hard to win on a tour. Second of all, it's hard to win. It's a hard golf course. It's hard course. to win. It's, years and it's a hard golf course. It also opens it up to players of all different skill levels and all different types of games. Which is why we've had such a diverse group of winners. It's why Fred Funk won one year. Right. And Fred Couples won another year. And it's why Greg Norman won one year. And it's KJ Choi. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's more. The, the, the field is deeper anyway and is deeper with good players because because of the, of the eligibility criteria. You had to play in good golf within a year or two before this or else you're not in it. So you throw that out there. Tough course. Tough course. It's a very democratic course. And the toughest and field. We every, say that every exactly. year. Exactly. But everybody 45 in here. Forty-five of the top fifty. Everybody in here is playing good. You start out with the winners from the previous twelve months. Okay, so so the, you got all of them. And you start out with the top one twenty-five on the FedEx Cup points last last year, and even the guy who finishes one twenty-five had some doggone good tournaments. Then you throw in anybody who wasn't eligible through those two categories who's in the top fifty and in the in the uh, in the in the World Golf Rankings, then if you got some spots open, you throw it open to the FedEx Cup this year, which means you got guys that are really playing good. So uh, uh, it, it, there, there are no weaknesses. And see, the Masters, you got the past champions and amateurs. You don't have to worry about them. At the PGA, you've got 20 club pros, good players, good guys. Don't have to worry about them. At British Open, U.S. Open, you also have amateurs. You also have qualifiers. Okay. And uh, in this one, none of that. Pros who are playing good, and that's it. I think that's what uh, makes it so exciting, makes it so unique. Um, speaking of a, a, another unique stat, would be a back-to-back winner in the same tournament schedule. So if I'm referring to Scotty Scheffler yeah. specifically, uh, winning last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, mm-hmm. Uh, is that good news for Scotty or bad news? Well, it hasn't happened since Tiger did it, I believe, in 2001, where he won at Bay Hill and then won, when the schedule was that way. Uh, I think it's good news because, for one thing, he, he's coming off winning a tournament at a course that really turns Once. off on the weekend. And, Super uh, tough. I still don't know how he did not make a bogey on the weekend at that course. That is that To me, that was the best stat of the week. I'm not sure that our Mr. Palmer ever intended for the course to get like this difficult, that. but there it is. You know, Peter Alice once had a very good comment and everything. You know, don't complain about the questions, just find the answers. Okay? So he found those answers, and I think... Rory was doing a little complaining. Yeah. yeah. A little venting. Uh, yeah, they all do it at one time <laughs> or another, I think. And the reason I'm impressed with Scotty Scheffler winning is, you know, he, he, uh, he won in Phoenix where he had to make a lot of birdies. And he shot 62-67 on a weekend, and he had nails. Yeah, he's tough. And he and three playoff holes against Patrick Cantlay, who's an assassin the last couple of years. But then he had to win in the tournament where a single digits under par won it. And uh, so I think Scotty Scheffler is kind of well suited, or kind of poised to do this. And you know, it's remarkable. There's a guy who Scotty Scheffler's career path 
is resembling very much. It took Scotty, see, guess the player. It took Scotty 69 starts to win. He was had a dominant season on the Corn Ferry Tour. He was player of the year. He was rookie of the year at the tour. But it took him 75 starts to win. Came from a golf factory at Texas. There's another guy came from a golf factory, needed 75 starts to win, got hot, won three in a row, had a really good, uh, at the time it was a nationwide tour schedule, okay, and then went on a chair. Can you tell me who that guy was? David Duval. David Duval. And he won the last three of the 1997 season. He finally figured it out. Scotty's won two out of three. By the way, the one he didn't win, he tied for seventh at Riviera, which was the best field in golf until this week. Okay? So, uh, you know, Scotty Scheffler, I think, you know, has a chance to take off. And and if anybody's looking for a, 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 a horse. Well, not a dark are you, horse. Are, yeah, are you a dark horse if you won two out of the last three? But... I asked him. I asked him at the yeah. presser after. Mm-hmm. I said, Soscani, would you consider yourself now a momentum player? Is this, you know, how are you feeling coming into the players? And he said, yeah, I guess, I, I guess maybe I am. Well, you can't help but you know, feel good about that. Now, he missed the cut last year. But the year before in 2020, that was his rookie year at the Players' Championship. His first round he ever played, he shot 66. Then they canceled the tournament, you know. So, but you know, he he had. No one else missed the, the cut. Who I didn't realize, Victor Hovland. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Victor Hovland. If Scotty's not the hottest golfer in the world, Victor Hovland is, because and here's what I'm impressed about Victor Hovland. He's won twice on the PGA Tour in the past what six months. He won on the European Tour and he won Tiger's unofficial money event, the Hero World Challenge, which is 18 really good players. Okay. Now I know there's not, not a whole lot of pressure, but still, okay, went out there and, and, and won against that kind of field. So so Victor has won in, in, in all these different situations. And almost won. Yeah, exactly. Last week. Contended at Bay Hill. Yeah. And 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 I mean, Vic, it, Victor Hovland has a perfect game for this course because there's nothing he does that really knocks your socks off, but he does everything pretty okay. He's gotta be a little better on the bunkers. Gotta be better yes. Better on the bunkers. Better from seventy five yards in. Yeah, that was surprising. It's surprising yeah. to see a pro struggle yeah. from that distance. And I don't know what was in his head yeah. last week. but Well, and then uh, who hit that really tough moment? Was it Horschel that hit that uh, oh. bunker shot? To say? That's, the other, that's another guy we need to talk about, Billy Horschel, who thrives on emotion. It's better to be on an even keel out here. But... You know, he wants one in Florida. He, maybe he wants it too bad because it's his adoptive hometown. He's, he's, you know, he's from Davenport. He's been living in Ponte Vedra for quite some time. He's a Gator. Nothing would chomp, make chomp. these. Nothing would make this this. Damn, we've lived here for a hundred years. We've heard the story. Yeah, but yeah. he's really he's cooking it up in his head. I don't know if that's a good thing. Yep, exactly. But I like if you were doing a parlay with three guys, Sheffler, Hovland, and Horschel, you could you could do a lot worse. Those are your horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's one um, little insider uh, piece of uh, knowledge about the TPC that uh, my listeners might not know about? If they haven't done a whole lot. They put in three bunkers on seven, fairway bunkers, the right side of seven, and they made 12 a drivable par four. And uh, it was kind of a nondescript 390-yarder. They'd hit, they'd hit. That didn't go over so well. They'd hit three iron wedge and uh, and just move on 
it's still a birdie hole, but it's 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 a fun birdie hole when you could actually hit it in the water. There was no water hazard there before. Uh, so th and then they built a new tee on 15, so you're back across the cart path and, and through that chute, whether they were hanging trees, that's kind of replaced six. Six used to kind of be that way, but that tree died. <laughs> yeah, rumor has it that maybe a player or two might have hit that. Those branches with a three wood might have actually gone out there and poisoned that tree. Uh, and uh, uh, but the, the thing about this, the, the course that drives guys nuts, it's not so much the water and the wind, because you got that in a lot of places. What Pete Dye did is he designed it to be uncomfortable off the tee. You've got these uh, uh, awkward asymmetrical sight lines off the tee. Ten is a great example. One is another one. Fifteen is another one. You have you, no you, clue where to go. You almost you got to really trust yourself, and you got to look at that. And the ten, the fairway kind of slopes down, and it looks like you don't have any fairway left, and you hit this ball in there. And if you go up there, and it's, it's it's in a good spot, but it makes you almost steer your ball in another direction. The other thing about this course, and 18 is a great example. You remember Justin Thomas's tee shot on nine on 18? It's this five wood stinger that almost rolls into the water. The closer you challenge the hazard, the better angle you got to the green. Just depends on how much guts you got. Okay? But if you can challenge the hazards and you wind up being safe, you've got a better angle to the green. Now that's on Sunday at 18. On Saturday when the pin is front left, you really don't want to be at the left side because then he's got, you want to hit a high cut to avoid that bunker and the water, but then you're going to maybe miss short right really bad angle on that and everything. Uh, the, Pete Dye uh, just always wanted to mess with these guys' heads. And these are the strongest, men, mentally, the strongest athletes on the planet. Because Lord knows they got, all got mental coaches and they all read Bob Rotella and, and everything else. This still drives them crazy. So uh, it's, it's, you know what, I don't like playing this course. I got to admit, I, full disclosure, I play it once a year. They have a media day here for us and everything. And I'm, a, I'm an 18 handicap, and I hit shots that I think are going to be pretty good, and they don't wind up in good places and everything. But I really love walking this course and watching good players play it. What's it like to tee it up on 17 as an 18 handicap? You just try to tell yourself it's a 125, 130-yard shot. And crazy, right? Go up there, and I never dawdle. I just put the tee in the ground and hit it. That's a sandwich for you, right? But... If ever I did hit it on a green, it was a 40-foot putt, but I did hit it on a green. So it, it, it can happen. And the great thing about that is, you know, they got a, they got a plaque up at the clubhouse here that's got everybody who's ever made a hole-in-one on the par threes at a stadium course. And they do it in chronological order. And it's amazing. And I know some of the people have done that. So you'll see Paul Azinger, insurance salesman, college kid, uh, retired guy, uh, Sergio Garcia, insurance agent, college kid, retired. You know, and it's, it's, it just shows it's kind of a, a very democratic thing that they do up there. But all you got to do is hit that one good shot. And and, and the guy and who's on, an 18 you're handicap. You're on the plaque of fame. The guy who's an 18 handicap can do that. And I know people who are no better than me as golfers who have had holes in one out there. And that's, that's, awesome. that's a great thing about this sport. Yeah, sure is. Um, so who's your pick? Throw your dart. I, in, in our preseason coverage that came out on Sunday, I picked Justin Thomas. Because I thought if anybody, if there's a defending you champion, like is going to do anything. You like him as back to back. Yes, it it it, 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 it might be him, um, and then I've come to as we just talked about. You know, I think Hovland has a good chance. I think Scheffler has a good chance. I think Horschel is in there. Uh, it's almost like Rory has kind of talked himself out of it because his reaction to the conditions at Bay Hill weren't all that uh, fantastic. 
Uh, How about John Rahm? John Rahm came so close. If this tournament was 54 holes, John Rahm would have won a couple. Something always happens on Sunday. Uh, last year, 11, when he didn't want, you know, and then he's he's working on his temperament. He's got some ghosts out there. He's better than he used to be, but he gets a little bit too angry at himself. But I'd love to see John Rahm win this tournament, and and and, uh, and you know, because. Because you know, you think about this. Before Sergio won in 2008, the Spanish guys did not play this course well. Uh, Seve had a couple of good tournaments. Ali had a couple of good tournaments. Uh, Jimenez, you know, you know, maybe some top 20s or something like that and everything. But Sergio kind of broke the ice, and um, and I think I think Rob, and he's due. He's due. The guy won the U.S. Open and everything. He's still the number one player in the world. Uh, but he's uh, he's 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 overdue, I think. Final topic: mm-hmm. the weather. The weather's going to be dicey yes. over the next couple of days. Yes, and it's a shame because, you know, this tournament had the cancellation in 2020, played to 25% capacity last year. Not everybody who wanted to be out here could get out here. It's been a great three days, Monday, Tuesday, and went and, until 2 o'clock today when we had a little bit of a storm, but now the sun's out. Gorgeous. Um, and it could be like this. We two, don't know. And you know Wait what? Wait a minute. Exactly. It's J- Florida. That's what JT said. J- Justin Thomas said, they're, all, they're always wrong anyway. And yesterday, Military Appreciation Day at 4.30, the ceremonies, Kelsey Ballerini concert, it was great. At 3 o'clock, they thought all hell was going to break loose, and it never happened. And she took the stage. I was saying, she just throws her arms up, and she said, what rain? You know, let's have some fun. And they did have some fun, and it was fantastic to watch. So, you know, when you're this close to the ocean, uh, uh, the breeze off east, a lot of things can break thunderstorms up and if they're coming in also coming in from the west sometimes the st john's river breaks them up sometimes the intercoastal breaks them up by the time they get here they petered out the great news about this is this course drained so well because they had the uh the renovation and they added some sand and they got the uh they the sub air, air, the sub they air. got the, the the sub air system under the greens and can suck some moisture out so if it's just rain they can play lightning obviously for safety reasons they'll get everybody in but uh i was told by the on-course meteorologists that they think they'll play some golf every day. They don't think they're going to lose an entire day. That's uh, good news. And, you know, they if they and they and if they get the first round in Thursday or maybe early Friday, they like their chances on finishing on Sunday. The last Monday finish here was in 2005, Fred Funk, and it almost turned into a Tuesday finish. If Freddie had not made that par putt six feet on 18 and won, he would have made a bogey, dropped down into a four-way tie with Tom Lehman, Luke Donald, and Joe Durant. We would have come back on Tuesday, uh, but they don't—they don't anticipate that now. Well, we'll just—we'll just pray. We'll pray to the golf gods, Gary, that we, we get this done, and then it's uh, going to be an exciting tournament as always. And where can my listeners follow your coverage, the best in the business, over the next few days? Thank you, Jacksonville.com. My Twitter feed is at G Smitter, G S M I T T E R. The best, the best in our business, the best guy covering the Players' Championship, Gary Smith from the Florida Times Union. Thanks so much for spending time with the Golf Insiders. Thanks for having me.